This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to your weekly edition of the Cardscast, your podcast from Cardinal Authority. I am senior writer Michael McCamma, joined by publisher Jody Demling. We've got lots that we're going to cover today. Louisville dropping third straight, third straight on the football field following Georgia Tech in uh, you know, a game that, that rightfully left a lot of people upset. You know, also got some men's basketball schedule and we'll touch base on baseball has their, their pizza bowl going on out at Jim Patterson Stadium. So we'll touch on that as well. But uh, first and foremost, let's Jody, let's do focusing on the, on the football program. You know, one and three through four games is not where uh, those on the outside as well as the inside from coaches, players and everybody involved anticipated that the Cardinals would be and and really it's been even uglier than you would think especially you know the last few minutes of that game on Friday night at Georgia Tech I mean it's a game that you know they were in the lead and had an opportunity to win and and just let things continue to get away from them and we see issues on both sides of the ball so uh, we had a chance to talk with with Scott Satterfield uh, just a little bit ago during his weekly press conference and you know and he rightfully said hey we've got issues on offense we've got issues on defense and and uh, certainly they're going to get to work this week and try to correct those. But uh, a lot of things to correct, I would say. Yeah, I mean, look, offensively, I think it's I think it's pretty simple. I mean, besides the, you know, the the pit game, the, the line hasn't been terrible. And Louisville has been able to run the has been able to run the ball. OK, yeah. I mean, the line hasn't been, you know, the best in the country, but they haven't been terrible and they've been able to run the ball. It's it's about turnovers and big plays on offense because. What what are what is different from last year? They're not connecting on big plays, and and they and they're turning the ball over uh, at a, at an alarming rate. You know, with the fumbles. I mean, Hassan Hall is that? Am I right? I think in, Scott Satterfield said three, but I believe it's four. I, I think Hassan Hall has four fumbles this year uh, already, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Hawkins has one, <clears throat> and and Cunningham has one. Um. It's just it's crazy how um, a team with a lot of guys back is doing something that they haven't that they didn't do before. Now, I do think some of it is with with the big plays. I do believe some of it is that the defense has had a year to, uh, you know, all the offseason and a longer offseason for these coaches to to break down the film and figure out. You know how to not let Tutu Atwell beat you down the field and 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 for a long game. I think his only his longest gain is 34 yards this year. Remember last year what he did. So if they could connect on some of those big plays and they cut off the turnovers, I, I think the offense would be fine, Michael. Um, in in yeah. the big plays is crazy. Like Ian Pfeiffer just literally dropped. I know everybody said, or at least not everybody. I think the TV said it, and I know several other people that said, oh, it was a bad pass. That was not a bad pass. It was a little high, but it was right in his hands. Uh, yeah, hit both, know, hit both finger, hit all those fingertips there. So yeah, you know, and then Tutu Atwell over Tutu Atwell broke off the route a little too soon to uh, uh, and 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 kind of flattened out instead of going 
more towards the post. I'm not going to blame him for that because he, you know, the guy was right there on him. But but normally you can't out overthrow Tutu Atwell. Those were two touchdowns um, on Friday night in the first half that probably, I mean, would have made it at least 28 to seven, maybe even 35 to seven at the point when the biggest play happened. And that's where the biggest thing to me is, is, is the big play on defense where the, the screen where Rajay Burns was in place. He missed the tackle. Chandler Jones didn't come over and make the tackle. Russ East missed the tackle. It just was, uh, I mean, it's on and on and on. And, and unfortunately, some of the same guys we've talked about before doing things on defense, it still happens. Yeah, and, you know, and let, I want to go back to offense. I mean, you look. Let, let's let's start with Western Kentucky. They had two turnovers in that game, and really, that's a an opponent that Louisville just outmanned just about at every position, and were able to overcome those. And but still, it wasn't the 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 prettiest or the the what was expected of that game. And a lot of people thought Louisville would look a lot better. Kind of chalked it up to maybe the first game, you know, of the COVID era. Uh, but but you had two turnovers in that game. Since then, you've had three turnovers in three straight games against opponents. You can't you can't do that to ACC opponents. Um, You're taking opportunities away. And as Scott Satterfield said today, not only is it turnovers, as you pointed out as well, you know, there's there's the the overthrow, which, you know, he pointed out Malik is throwing some balls, you know, improperly. Uh, But it's Tim. Some of the receivers are throwing uh, improper. They're not running their routes the way they should be. Uh, We mentioned last week on the podcast, you brought up how the tight ends, you know, weren't really doing their best job that they could as far as it comes to blocking, you know. So, you know, it's it's a collection of things. It's not just a guy here or there, and it's not just a play here or there. But there are there have been a few things. If they could just, you know, eliminate their mistakes, you know, hit the throws they're supposed to hit, um, then it potentially could be, a, like even Scott, Satter, Scott Satterfield said today, even with as poorly as the defense has played, it's still really close to being a three and one season. Uh, but like he pointed out, they don't have much, there's not much room for error for this team. I mean, they've, they've got no. to do what they've got to do. Right. And, and they just haven't been doing that uh, really through all four games. Well, and think about, l- l- listen, <clears throat> let's think about the room for, an, for an error. Okay. Um, let's think about this. It, it will, um, you have from, from what, from everything, that we've seen from last year until now. There was little room for error last year for Louisville on offense to win or lose a few of those games. Boston College comes to mind. NC State, even though it was a bigger margin, remember everything turned when that fake punt or that fake field goal and thrown for a touchdown. So it, it was a close game until you know then in the fourth quarter. And Wake Forest, uh, games that like th- those – there were little room for error, little room for margin of error in those games. And Louisville made big plays and they didn't turn the ball over and they ended up winning the game. And that to me is the difference right now from last year until yeah. this year. Um, the defense is still not good. The defense, some guys still are bad at tackling and, 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 the, and they know that. And, and, and the coaches even said that coming in. Oh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Everybody keeps talking about, you know, expectations and all that. But if you go back and read what Brian Brown and or, or any of the defensive coaches said coming into this season, that they were hopeful for this to be an improvement. Of course they were. They're going to, I mean, it should be an improvement, but they, but every interview talked about depth and, and how they still lack depth. Why do people think that they're going out and recruiting all of these guys 
in, uh, uh, in, in, in all these guys in the uh, uh, de- on the defensive side of the ball for next year because they lack depth. They lack to, you know, they, they just do. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the margin for error thing is is legit. And uh, and you think back to last year, it was still the same. It, it was exactly the same. Louisville just made those big plays and they didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean, look at Georgia Tech. I mean, Louisville's driving early. Um, you mentioned the, the missed uh, connection with Ian Pfeiffer, and then there's a turnover, and, and, and Georgia Tech you know, takes advantage of it. Louisville's leading 27-26 in the third quarter uh, down Atlanta before you know getting basically a 20-nothing run by Ye- by the Yellow Jackets in the fourth quarter, all because of really miscues and, and poor performance defensively. Um, you know, so you you can't have you know as we've mentioned, it's it sounds like a broken record, but you can't have these turnovers, especially when your defense isn't creating any. I mean, think about that. 11 turnovers from the offense, and the defense has only created three. I mean, you're not going to win many games doing that. And, and 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 to your point, Brian Brown and Scott Satterfield and that entire staff, since they stepped on campus, when they've spoken specifically about the defense, you know, they were saying, hey, this is a two, three, maybe even a four-year project you know, as far as, you know, recruiting the guys that they need to, 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 to really, you know, work into the, system, the schemes that they've got and to have the size and the depth that they need to be consistent on set, that side of the ball. You know, and now here we are you know, just not even halfway through year two with the pandemic going on in between of them. You know, and certainly there are still a lot of strides and a lot of growth that need to be made. Yeah. And I, and I think, look, I, I think a lot of it is it, it, it's disappointing. It's disappointing that it's some of the older guys and still the same yeah. guys making making mistakes. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I do think at some point we saw it with Desmond Tell last week. I think we'll see it moving forward with other guys. Other, well, some Jadarian Boykin as well. Jadarian Boykin had a lot more snaps on Friday night than what um, than what he has been normally had in these first few games. Um, you know, he I don't think he was all that good. I, I don't think he was terrible, but I don't think he was like it wasn't he wasn't like Desmond Tell. So you're seeing a couple of the young guys up on on the front there. Um, you know, we, we, Jordan Watkins on offense has played, has played some and Braden Smith, the newcomer, uh, he's not a freshman, but he's played some, I I think we will see more as time goes on. Um, but I do think that some of those guys need to, uh, to, to step up and, and, and play. I mean, you know, I, I, I had somebody that knows the team very well. Um, that's not on, that's not on the staff, but knows the team very well that, uh, and has been around and, and has seen practices and seen different things tell me that you know some of these young guys for lack of a better way of saying it they just gotta they just gotta drop a nut and say let's play you know what I mean like it's yeah, it's it's yeah. me I mean it's 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 that time um and and I think some young guys get to the point um you know when that's the difference to me in having a five-star young guy and having a three-star young guy is the five-star young guy is going to come in and in his mind, he should already be playing, whereas the uh, the the three star guy is going to come in and and he's going to see where he fits in. And I think they don't need to see where they fit in. They just need to go play. You know what I mean? If that if yeah, that makes sense. I just think that's yeah. and I think that's all across college football, um, you know, and, and, and even in some other sports, too. But I think I think you just got to go. Um, they just got to go play and go out, and, and if they make mistakes, they make mistakes. But they also have to take care of business, you know, on and off the field. As far as you know, he's getting there. Uh, you know, I mean, just doing different things that that are expected of them. I mean, when you look down the 
the travel roster and you see some of the freshmen that didn't travel um, the, 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 the Pittsburgh game. And then again here um, in the Georgia Tech game, it's kind of like, what what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like it should be pretty easy uh, yeah. to get on the travel roster, um, it, it, especially right now with this team and the way the depth is. Yeah. If, if you're a newcomer and you're wanting to to get out of yourself and make an impact, then you certainly have to do what you're supposed to do away from practice, you know, in the classroom, whatever the case may be, uh, to make sure you get that opportunity. And if you're shooting yourself in the foot, you know, away from football, you know, you're taking chances away from you. And certainly the way they played, you know, against Georgia Tech on Friday night, there were opportunities there. If some of those guys could have made sure that they secured a spot on the travel roster, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens, you know, going forward this week, obviously a big task. I mean, if, if you're coming off at such a horrible game, Jody, is is going to number four Notre Dame what, what you want to write up for, you, for your next outing? I mean, that's, no. that's certainly a tough task. And as Scott Satterfield said today, you know, it's not this week really isn't about Notre Dame. It's more about themselves and, and showing that they can make the corrections, you know, tackle better, you know, be more aggressive, you know, fight through fight through your blockers defensively, those kind of things, as well as offensively, uh, Malik, you know, at, a, at the really the anticipated level that that he and the coaching staff and many others you know had for him this year but you know certainly a tough task going up to South Bend this this Saturday when you're trying to write a lot of things no no doubt about it and I'm not a big um look I I think what I've seen of Notre Dame the thing that scares you the most is they might have the best offensive line in the country um they're they're very very good up front and uh, and it's going to be tough uh, for Louisville to control the line of scrimmage or do anything on defense as far as, you know, with that. So, you know, to me, <clears throat> not only the guys up front, but the linebackers really have to play well in this in this yep. game, knowing, um, you know, knowing that those those offensive linemen are probably not going to give them a whole lot of room to to, to maneuver and, and work with so that they've got to do really well. The good thing is to me is this team is confident um, you know, this team played Notre Dame, you know, the, it was, it was a loss, but, but they played them, you know, fairly well last year in the, in the, in, you know, the opening game of the season. So uh, I think they know that they can do that and, uh, and, and they know they can get out there and, uh, uh, and play with these guys. So now they just have to kind of go do it, but yeah, it's going to be, it, it's going to be a tough one. Um, I would imagine I've seen, I saw the spread was 15 this morning. I saw it moved up to 17 and then now I think it was back to 15. So I would imagine it's going to, it's going to, you know, kind of hang around that 15 to uh, 15 to 18 mark. Um, and, and it's a tough, it's a tough task for Louisville to, uh, to go do it. You know, we talked about a couple weeks ago, how, you know, Pitt and Georgia tech were, were key games because after Miami, you knew you had Coming up, and then you knew you had a tough little stretch. Even though Florida State's not the same Florida State they have been, they're still going to have athletes, and they're still going to, you know, going to be a battle. And then you've got a Virginia Tech team that, you know, if they get, if they ever get any of their all their guys back, they're going to be pretty darn good. Even though they've only lost one to this point with with missing a lot of guys, so it's a it's a tough run here um, in 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 the schedule. This when we when we projected the schedule, we had. Um, you know, one, two, three, and four within this within this stretch, and that's with Pitt, Miami, and Notre Dame, and then you and then you throw in uh, you know Virginia Tech, uh, and then we had and then we had Florida State at the beginning of the season as as five. So you know uh, the the top five teams on your schedule 
um, you'll be you'll be finished with them here in, in, in just a couple weeks uh, as far as what we were looking at in the preseason. So, um, again, not a lot of room for error in this week, even even less. Yeah. And when you look at Notre Dame, I mean, they're coming off a game against uh, Georgia Tech where they had a dual threat quarterback, really the, the, the third one that they've seen already this season. In Jeff Simmons, but he was a, a true freshman, came in, you know, and it seemed like he was throwing more passes to the opponents than he was his own team, and Louisville was unable to turn him over. Um, and if you're trying to flip this with the turnover margin, you, you look at, at Notre Dame, and that's going to be a, a di- very difficult task, especially when you're looking at a passing game. He's only thrown one interception this season. That was in their season opener or win over Duke at home. Uh, he's completing you know, basically 63% of his passes. Maybe some good news is that he's not really the dual threat that they've been seeing. Um, he did rush for 58 yards against Florida State in their win this past weekend. Uh, but he, he, he's the, more of the type of quarterback um, where the secondary can almost expect that he's going to throw the ball. So not have to keep an eye on him to see if he's going to be escaping the pocket. But you know, that's just me digging for maybe a, a little bit of, of, of a good sign. I mean, it's certainly, as you pointed out with the spread, it's going to be a very difficult task. And, and really going into this one, um, I agree with Scott Satterfield. This is going to be one more, kind of like the opener last year. A lot of people didn't know what to expect, and Louisville came out. They were competitive. Um, can they do that? Again, not necessarily getting the win, but will they come out and look better defensively? Will Will Cunningham you know, do better with his throws? Will the, you know, the receivers run their proper routes? On and on and on. Will we see improvement from just their play on the field? Not necessarily a win or a loss, but their actual performance. Uh, will we see some improvement from last Friday to this Saturday? I think that's really the story that we're looking for this weekend. So, um, yeah, I think I, I was going to say, I think that's the that's the big thing this weekend is not the win and the loss because you're playing yeah. the best opponent you're going to play all year, pretty much. Um, and, 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 and I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, I think, you know, man, I mean, like I said, what I've watched with 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 Notre Dame and then you watch Clemson and. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 we'll see. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. and like you know, so basically, what I'm suggesting is come into this game if you're a Louisville fan. Come into this game against Notre Dame the same with this with the same mindset that you did last year when Louisville opened to get up against Notre Dame. Just just look for you know to be excited that the Cardinals are on the floor or on on the field and look for, to see if they're improved. I mean, last year it was. Let's make sure that they've improved. I want to see some improvement over 2018. Clearly see that in this situation. You want to see if you see the Cardinals improving, uh, you know, from game four to game five here. So, um, you know, that to me, that's the, the, the recommendation there. Um, you know, if, if you're going, if you're tuning into this game or you're going to, you know, whatever be it, at a, at a, I was going to say make the drive, drive up to South Bend, but it's not 2020 is not 2019 when it comes to those situations. So just come in, just come into the game with the mindset of, Let's see these guys improve. Maybe we'll see some youngsters, see what they can do. Uh, but you just want to see improvement from game four to game five this week. No doubt about it. And, Michael, you know, when you look at uh, – let's, uh, I want to do some recruiting here real quick. You yep. know, I mean, it, it, I know for a fact that and, – and then I talked to several guys who, who pointed this out um, – that uh, uh, when, you, when you look at – the 2021 class okay i know for a fact talking to a couple guys that the staff reached out to them not long after the game or someone from the staff at least reached out to them and and basically the message was uh, you know were you watching you can you can come play right away you know what i mean like like that's the that was the message uh that they uh that they are and and it's 
I, I think that has to be, you know, the selling point, um, you yeah. know, right yeah. now, 21 guys uh, are, are committed. I think, uh, you know, almost, I think most of those 21 guys are, are pretty strong. You know I mean? You're going to hear, look, guys are getting recruited by other guys, no matter if Louisville's winning or losing, they've got some guys that are going to be getting recruited by other guys. You know I mean? Benjamin Perry um, is, uh, you know, was offered by Oregon re- recently kind of thing. Um, you know, Travion Cooley still has, uh, has, uh, people coming after him. Amari Huggins, Bruce, uh, Vic Twan Brown, guys that are playing well, guys that are highly ranked, they're going to have other schools, um, that, that come after them. You know, I think maybe the only one that I, and I'm, and, and I say this and I'll jinx it and he'll decommit tomorrow, but, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, Jare Williams with his connection with T will and it being T will son and the, and the Louisville legacy, I think he's, I, you know, I, I think I think other schools realize he's, you know, he's going he's going to Louisville and might not even really try for for him a little bit. But yeah. but I think all the other guys, we, we told you this was going to we knew this was going to happen. And and I think on a podcast about two months ago, we projected uh, that one or two of these guys could end up elsewhere, which one has. Zen Michowski did. He was at Ohio State now. So, um, you know, it, it could still happen. But the staff is doing what they can. And again, uh, they've told all these guys, hey, you know, you want to watch the tape, look in there, especially the defensive guys. And, uh, um, you know, we told we, we didn't lie to you. We said you can come here and play right away. Um, and all you got to do is is throw the tape on and look and, and, and you can see that. And that's a good selling point, really. Uh, quite honestly, I wish they could take about 30 or 40 guys in this class <laughs> and just keep going. Um, they can only take uh, they can only take 24 um, Armand Bethea, the big baby guy that it's, his, that's, I'm not calling him a big baby. That's his nickname, um, uh, is, um, uh, the six, six, 310 pound guy from New York, the offensive lineman. He's got Louisville in his final four. Um, you know, we'll see some other guys, um, you know, Malachi Lawrence that from, from, uh, from manual, uh, you know, I've talked to you about it a couple times and a couple of the recruiting scoops, um, now, and, and I'll have a story on him, uh, out there later today or, or, or in the morning, Yusuf Mugbil and, uh, um, and and Noah Brown is a guy uh, to to watch. Uh, Noah Brown is a is one of those kids that's just going to kind of pop up with, you know, without a lot of camps and tapes and all that kind of stuff. So there's going to be guys that do that. But I quite honestly, um, my gut, Michael, is uh, is in this class of 2021, the last three my gut now tells me that they will only take one more high school guy and the in the last two spots will be grad grad transfers. Of course, I'm knocking on wood. That means that nobody's going to decommit and all that. But, you know, and we saw defensive end Raheem Craig, you know, he, he tweeted out that he's pretty much locked in. But but certainly when you're struggling on the field, that, that kind of makes and I'm doing air quotes easier well, jobs, for you know, for opposing yeah. coaches to come in and, and try to to pick them off. And, you know, and I would not be shocked if one or two you know, continue to jump ship. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, we, we you know, kind of projected that it, it's kind of the world of football recruiting. Uh, but certainly, I mean, everything that we've seen and talking to the kids and, and all that, I mean, Louisville staff has been doing a phenomenal job, uh, you know, you know, talking to these kids, forming these relationships, and and and, and obviously they're going to continue to do something. This is we're talking about relationships on a, a day-to-day relationship is what they've got with with these kids. You know, how you doing on the field? How you doing in the classroom? What's you know, what are you doing for fun out, you know, out in the neighborhood or whatever? I mean, they've become friends and, and, and mentors for a lot of these kids. And, and that's certainly what you want from the coaching staff. And, you know, and 
obviously it's never done until until they sign it, but they're do they're doing everything they can, you know, to make sure they pull in a good class. Well, and then just uh, just remember, you know, most of these kids have not been on campus yeah. uh, anywhere. Um, and, and it's There's going to be a lot of decommitments all over the place. You know, look, Florida State lost, uh, took a huge hit this week. A top 75 kid. I think he's. I think he was. I think he was like 75 or 76. A Brandon Jennings kid from uh, from Jacksonville, an outside linebacker, over the weekend decommitted from Florida State. So, um, there, there, there's everybody's going to do it. Everybody's going to take a hit. And there are going to be teams moving around, and uh, the moving and the shaking before December is going to be is, is going to be crazy. So, yep. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, before we move on, I know we're going to talk a little bit of scheduling with men's basketball. Again, want to, I guess, promote, pimp, whatever the word we want to use, uh, our new uh, Twitter handle for Cardinal Authority. Two four, go to 247Louisville on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow there and, and uh, make sure you. it's just another uh, tool for you to make sure you don't miss any news, whether it be breaking or or. Uh, insight or scoops or recruiting updates or whatever the case may be. Again, 247 Louisville uh, on Twitter. And of course, while you're there, give uh, Jody and myself a follow as well. But uh, um, you know, plenty of avenues to, to continue to get the news. We've got our Cardinal Authority newsletter as well as the, the uh, breaking news text alerts. You can find those on our homepage up at the top menu uh, right now as well. So uh, doing, trying to do our best to keep everybody informed, Jody. No doubt about it. Um, it's uh there's a lot of things out there, a lot of a lot of crazy. I mean, this this is the time of year when it's usually nuts, and it's getting to be kind of crazy. <laughs> I just wish that we could I, I have a little more normalcy and as far as uh, as as far as you know being around practice and going to that. That's the that's the thing I miss with all this and seeing yeah. how the guys. You know, I've been lucky on the on the last two weeks of of being on the trip with the guys, so we're around it. We're actually testing. Uh, we'll test this week just like we just like the guys do. So. Um, with the radio, I've been around it some, but you just miss the, 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 the seeing them after practice and the, you, you get a better sense of, of the ups and the downs. And it's going to be that way in basketball too. It's going to, it's going to stink because we won't be around as much. Hey, let me jump in real quick, uh, and ask you kind of about that because you've got, as you mentioned, you've kind of got the, an inside, uh, life when it, when it comes to, you know, being around the football program, you have to do the testing and stuff like that. And you guys do it a couple of times. What's it like, you know, just as, I guess, a quick overview, when you guys are getting ready to go, like, say you went down to Georgia Tech, you're going to be going to Notre Dame this weekend. Uh, as one of the radio crew, what all do you go through to make sure you're cleared to be able to get on the plane, uh, go to the stadium, and then get back on the plane coming home? Um, we just, we have, um, we do the testing just like the team does. Uh, I'll, I'll te- we'll test Wednesday morning, and then when we get, you know, we do our temperature check and have to take the, um, you know, the assessment and all that kind of good stuff, uh, as far as, uh, um, before we get on the plane and the day we get, you know, the day we go to the, uh, the stadium and all that kind of stuff. And then when we get off the plane, we get to the hotel at the, at the, at the, uh, um, wherever we're going, we then have to take another test. So, uh, so we're, uh, you know, we're tested twice. They're tested three times because they get tested 
after the game, you know, we're not in their quote unquote bubble or whatever uh, from the time that we land until the time we get back on the plane. So we don't have to do that third test, but they, they do a third test, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm, I, I applaud the guys from what they're, from what they're doing. It's not easy. Um, it's not easy to, you know, I was, I was in my room Friday during the day and, um, and, and, and was going to run downstairs to the, in the hotel. And I, I got on the elevator and I got to the bottom of the stairs and I got to the bottom of the elevator. I'm like, Oh man, guess what? I forgot. I forgot my mask. You know, it's just not, cause I don't, yeah, you, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not ingrained in all of our minds yet. I don't think, um, so I had to go back up the, you know, up the, the, the elevator back to my room, get my mask and then go back down, you know? So, uh, <clears throat> but the guys are really good about it. And, uh, and, and I think it's kind of cool, um, uh, what Matt Summers, the, the trainer and his staff have done to get these guys, um, as far as, um, to get them, uh, on all on the same page in this, in, in this kind of stuff. Yeah, certainly, you know, it's a different, different world we're currently living in and, you know, hopefully we'll get back to our previous normal at some point, but, you know, good on you for, for being able to, to, you know, go on the road. I mean, it's, it's a blessing that, uh, that you guys are able to do that. And, and yeah, a lot of, a lot of teams, a lot of teams are not, a lot of teams are not allowing that. Um, yeah. you know, not, I mean, I mean, I have to give, you know, Vince and Scott and, and, and the, in the, in the athletic department, a lot of credit for, for that, because, you know, like they said, you know, it's not like we're, um, you know, we're not going to the, the place and, and going out and, and, you know, and going around town or anything. I mean, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and you have to. So, uh, uh, but a lot of, a lot of teams are doing it from their, uh, from their studios at home. Or, um, I know, I know a couple of them, like when Florida state comes here, from what I understand is they will do it from their, um, the studio and they're doing home games from their studio as well. So like if we would have went to Florida state this year, we would have been doing the game from the stadium, but Florida State's radio would not have been, uh, which is kind of weird. But I do know there's a couple of them. Um, there's a couple of the um, of the of the radios that are doing the radio from uh, the other stadium. Like so, um, if Georgia Tech came here, then then maybe they would have done their their radio from their stadium because it's a setup the way it is and they've got the monitors and all that there. It's just kind of weird. It's just a weird year. So uh, speaking of speaking of weird years, basketball practice begins on Wednesday. Louisville will actually begin on <gasps> Thursday. Um, Louisville will begin on Thursday, and uh, it's that time, Michael. It's basketball yeah. and uh, football crossover. It's going to be crazy. It all works out this year with uh, um, you know with with schedules and all that kind of stuff. Um, if I, if you told me right now, Louisville starts on November 25th, they, they have their five games in their, in their bubble in the MTE. They have the ACC big 10 challenge. They have UK game and they have 20 conference games. If you told me, um, they're going to get exactly 20 games in, uh, in the season, and I could take that and I could take that now and we could bank that. I would I would take it in a heartbeat. Absolutely take it in a heartbeat because I do think it's going to be hard to get games in once we get going, because we've seen with football um, uh, about, you know, the, the, the not necessarily positive test. Even it's more contact tracing and, and, and all that kind of stuff. 
and you're going to see it a lot with basketball, especially with it being indoors. Um, I would take 20 games right now. I think I think if you get 20 games in as a college basketball team this year, you're going to be celebrating. Yeah, you know, it, just like in football, this is going to be, you know, team with the best winning percentages are, are going to be at the top of the ladder. It's not necessarily total wins, total losses type of deal because, yeah, you're going to have postponements, you're probably going to have some cancellations. Uh, but but I do, you know, you know, tip the hat to to all the planning that's going into it uh, thus far. You mentioned the the multi-team event that's going to be at the KFC Yum Center. Um, obviously, still waiting for official word on all that. But uh, looks like, it's, you know, I mean, it's not an NCAA Sweet 16 type of lineup. I think yet a lot of people would probably love to have seen something like that. But that's really not reality. Um, but I think they've, they've, they're bringing in some teams that will, you know, challenge them and, and they get them ready you know, for the, the tougher slate that you'll see in the ACC. Um, it, it is going to be going, I think it is going to be curious to see how we do progress because, you know, as far as the pandemic's gone, I mean, uh, what's reality and how they're able to handle things now is certainly much different than we thought was going to be the case just, you know, two, three, four years ago or months ago, I should say, feels like years. Um, you know, so yeah, who yeah. knows how, yeah, who knows how it's going to progress? I mean, could get, you know, since it's getting cold and the flu season's coming around, we're talking about indoor sport. Could it get potentially worse? You know, maybe, you know, uh, vaccines come out. You know, uh, you know who knows what's going to happen? You know, maybe contact tracing uh, will be improved. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to, to really forecast what will happen. But, you know, like you, I think when you when you look at what's going on with all the pro teams, with college football, uh, totally expect there to be postponements and some changes to the schedules and things like that. So, um, yep. but, you know, like everybody else, I'm just fired up that, it, you know, practice is about to start this week. And, and and they're going to be tipping things off for real uh, before you even know it. Yeah, and I just posted as as matter of fact as we're talking on the uh, as we're doing this podcast, um, I just posted that uh, the Louisville MTE that we've we've been talking about for quite a while. Um, I, I'm hearing now nine teams instead of eight. That won't affect Louisville's um, uh, uh, play in it at all. It might affect who Louisville does play. Uh, Louisville, Duquesne, UNC Greensboro, Winthrop, Western Kentucky, Arkansas, Little Rock, Southern Illinois, and Prairie View A&M are, de- are the eight that, that uh, we've reported. And I'm hearing that it could be North Carolina A&T uh, as the last one. I'm not positive on that one. But I, I, from what I've been told, I think by the middle of the week, they want the contracts to be signed and then to get, to get going on, uh, on a schedule. Um, I've heard um, you know, two or three games a day at the KFC Yum Center. Uh, from November 25th through uh, December 3rd, so uh, so I think that that's uh, uh, I think that's a very good possibility that that's where that's uh, that's what it is. Um, you know, the last game would be on uh, uh, would be on the third, and from what I understand, uh, it had been uh, UNC Greensboro, uh, Win- Winthrop, Western. Prairie View and Southern Illinois that Louisville would play, but I think the Prairie View could be, you know, switched with North Carolina A and T. And O and T, you know, they they wanted to come here, they wanted to work this out, and uh, and and they've been trying to work it out for uh, for a while. And we'll see if they're uh, we'll see if they're the ninth team or if there is another ninth team and A and T A and eight North Carolina A and T. Uh, I think I said A T and T earlier A uh, and T. Uh, could be could become ten. I mean, I, I you know I don't think they want to get too much higher than the eight teams, but 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 nine uh, it sounds like is is what it's going to be now. 
Yeah, and again, I think they're doing a great job putting it together. And of course, you know, there's the fan aspect as well. Um, there'll be a plan submitted to the governor's office, as you reported, at Cardinal Authority on the Insider Forum. Uh, that's obviously not the priority at this moment, but the, the hope is to to get to a point to where you know a certain percentage, you know, 20, 30 percent, whatever the case may be, um, you know, kind of like we're seeing at Cardinal Stadium, to have fans at the KFC Yump Center for for these events. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it, it is, um, uh, the plan will be submitted and, and quite honestly, um, there's not a, I, I won't, no, I shouldn't say it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it that way. Uh, quite honestly, there is the feeling that they know, um, that the governor's probably not going to sign off on the exact plan. Let's just say that, um, yeah. let, let's hope there's fans there, um, this is my personal feeling right now. Nothing to do with anyone at U of L telling me anything about this. This is my personal feeling right now um, on Monday afternoon. I don't think we're going to have fans uh, at, at the KFC Yum Center in in November. That's just my that's my gut feeling. Um, I, I think it's going to be fanless in November. Will will it change? Moving forward, yeah, I think it could. Um, I, I definitely think it could. I, I think by the Kentucky game um, on December 26th, if there are 4,000 fans in the KFC Yum Center, then we're then 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 everybody should be happy because I, I think that's just um, the way we're trending with numbers and the way the governor has been through all this. Um, I, I I just think that's my that's my gut feeling. Again, that's not what Louisville thinks because they have a plan um, uh, for 30% capacity uh, and they're very confident that they can pull off their plan. Uh, it just have to, it has to be approved by the governor and we'll have to wait and see if it is. Yeah. You know, and obviously, you know, as we saw with, with football, the governor trimmed down Louisville's, you know, original plan as well. And, um, and, and like you, you know, it, it's, it, I don't, I wish I had a crystal ball, you know, to forecast, but you know, what we do see are the transnationally, um, whether it be the NFL, college football, or whatever, Major League Baseball now, um, that the initial plans are slowly, you know, changing. I mean, you've got programs that began the season, the Steelers and the Panthers up in Pittsburgh, for example, that started the, the season with zero. Now they're getting small numbers of, of fans being allowed in the stadium. You're seeing some places where they had a, a limit, a really small percentage of the fans that that's being expanded a little bit. Um, and I, I think that's probably the, the responsible way to go is. You know, let, let's start off with what we're comfortable with and then we'll build up from there. And, and uh, you know, and, and that seems to be the process that's working as far as the trend nationally. So, you know, like like you, I'd, you know, I think the governor will be you know a little more reserved and, and a little uh, want to take it a little bit slower uh, and, and move things forward. You know, and, you know, that, that, that's just that's that's 2020 it is, you know, but, you know, the hope is even if they don't have fans for this event, you know, that once you do get into the ACC schedule, that maybe you can start taking those small steps forward to where you do start seeing a little bit larger of a crowd. But certainly it's yeah. not going to be the KFC Young Center that we're used to for, for you know, no. in years past. No, it, it definitely is not. And that's what stinks about it all. And, um, you know, the, the good thing is you're going to be playing. And that's right mm-hmm. now is the most important thing is to figure out a way to get these guys to be playing and figure out a way for them to be safe. Uh, moving, you know, moving forward. So they're going to, they're going to be playing. Uh, they're going to start practice and, uh, and, and Hey, let's, uh, uh, let's see what it is. I'm, I'm excited just to see them. I'm excited. I mean, and the bad thing is we won't see a, 
a red white scrimmage. We won't see any exhibition games. We'll just go right into games. And I know uh, a lot of people want the top 20 team every single game, but that it's not, it's not practical. I mean, it's, and it's not, it's not good. If you're a coach, it's not good for your, a, your job security or, or be your team. Uh, You can't beat teams up and down the entire time. Uh, all the time when you're going to be going into the grinder that is the ACC schedule. Um, and and it just, uh, it's just one of those things that you can't do. So uh, I'll be excited to get a, to get a schedule. Uh, I asked somebody that knows some things that going on with the ACC last week. I said, when do you think we'll get an ACC basketball schedule? And he kind of laughed and said, hopefully by November. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, hopefully it is by November because uh, uh, there's going to be a couple games in December, you know? So uh uh, I, I, I think if you put November 1st, as far as we know, the entire schedule on there, I think definitely uh, it'll be a, it'll be around there. But I'm excited to get them going and to see them practice. Um, I know Chris is excited to get them out there uh, and, and, and get them practicing. And uh, and we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully we'll uh, I think we'll probably get a chance to talk to him uh, later this week. We've not talked to him for, uh, uh, you know, for quite a while. Uh, and I know that a lot of the talk will be surrounded about uh, they'll have to try to mute people because everybody will want to ask about uh, the video and John Calipari and all that. Um, yeah. And that, to me, that's to me, that's over. I want I want to know about the season now and yeah, uh, let's move uh, forward. And, and, and moving forward, uh, you know, guys that uh, that he sees in the rotation and, and, and different and different things like that. So uh, let's get basketball season uh, going. As far as the the women's basketball team is concerned, I think this will be the deepest uh, team that Jeff Walls has, has ever had. Uh, we'll probably get some information a little later this week as well on, uh, uh, on their schedule and kind of what they're doing um, in, 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 in how the, the league will, uh, will work out, but, uh, uh, but, but they're, but they're loaded. Uh, and, and speaking of loaded, Michael, how about the Louisville baseball team and uh, the pizza bowl going on right now? Uh, and, and as, that I think if you would have told me uh, five months ago, four months ago, whatever, whenever I'm lost count now, that <laughs> Michael Michael Kieran and Glenn Albanese uh, would have likely been weekend starters for Louisville next season, I would have laughed in your face because a Michael Kieran was the closer and Glenn Albanese was the setup guy, uh, and they were among the best in the nation at that. But b I thought both of them would go in the draft, and uh, now here they are. Uh, didn't get drafted and both coming back and Michael Kirian five innings, one hit, no walks, eight strikeouts in game one and Glenn Albanese five innings, one hit and only six strikeouts in game two. Uh, these guys, uh, uh, well, and then you got Adam Elliott, four innings, three hits, two walks, and, and four strikeouts. So he, he's another one, but these guys, um, wow, it's, it's crazy that, uh, uh, that they've got the talent they do on this team. And, and these two guys uh, uh, could be Friday. They could be Saturday and Sunday guys, because I think Luke Smith will be the Friday guy. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Roger Williams, the pitching coach over there, is done a, doing another phenom- phenomenal job uh, building a very strong rotation that will rank among the ACCs, if not the nation's best, as is the case. And And with the Pizza Bowl, you know, I like how they've split the team up. You know, for those that aren't familiar with it, basically it's just an inter-squad scrimmage. They've they've split the team in two teams, and and they've they've each come up with with their own mascots. This year, it's the Braves and the Dodgers to represent Adam Duvall with the Atlanta Braves, former Cardinal great, another former Cardinal great catcher, Will Smith, who's behind the plate for the Dodgers. Those two are going to square off, uh, you know, in the National League. 
championship series uh, starting tonight. You can see it on Fox at 8 p.m. So best of luck to, to both of those guys. But but certainly you look at this squad, and we've been saying it for a long time, this is a, a team that's got plenty of firepower uh, behind the plate. They've got a lot of, I like the, the, the talent that they have at all the skill positions out in the field. But, you know, so once this pitching staff, and it sounds like it is certainly on the, the, the regular path that's become, you know, tradition here, it's on a nice trajectory to to make this team another one of those, you know, top 10, top five teams that people are going to say, hey, expect to see Louisville and Omaha again. No doubt about it. I'm excited. Um, don't tell anybody, but I'm actually going to go watch tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go sit and, and, and watch. <laughs> I'll be out there and, tomorrow. But and, I'll, and I'll take some pictures. Uh, I'm yeah. going to take some pictures and do a photo gallery, and we'll have some stuff uh, throughout the week uh, on, on baseball this week. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited and pumped up for that. And then uh, uh, and, and then moving forward, Michael, it's just uh, it's that time of year. So uh, everybody uh, – Hang in there. It's uh, I know it's been tough. It's been brutal. Imagine having to uh, try to talk when missed tackles are after missed tackles are after missed tackles. It's tough. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 brutal. It's not fun. Um, imagine having to coach it. I mean, these it's not like yeah. the coaches want to. Uh, uh, they want to put the, the guys out there that can't make the tackles. They're uh, they're going to do the best that they can. So uh, relax. Take a deep breath. Get you a couple drinks this week and. Uh, Hopefully we can enjoy the Notre Dame game a little better than what we uh, than what we enjoyed last week. We will be back with a game day edition of uh, the Cards Cast uh, later in the week on Saturday, and then back with our weekly next week. As always, if something were to happen um, as far as uh, uh, as far as the schedule for basketball is concerned, we will do a special po- podcast. And as far as any kind of commitment or anything, I don't expect that. But if it did, we will do. Uh, a special edition of the Cards Cast. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Dimling. This has been our weekly edition of the Cardinal Authority podcast, the Cards Cast. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.